Hey, my friend, it's Julie Clough here, your life and grief coach. Welcome to the Build a Life After Loss podcast. I'm grateful to be here with you today to sit in this space and be. Be with the grief and in the healing, to create space for peace and to share hope for rebuilding your life one small step at a time. Let's get started. Hi, my friend. Welcome to episode 166, Emotional Honesty. I had a friend post on Facebook recently talking about how life had been especially lifey lately. And of course, what she meant was that life had been particularly difficult, a lot of challenges. I'm seeing that everywhere. And as I spoke to a another coach friend of mine yesterday, she was talking about how everybody seems to be going through some pretty big challenges. And I know you're here because you're going through some big, big challenges. And life is like that. But to be able to respond with, like my friend posted, you know, life has been especially lifey right now, and all these things are happening. And I'm so grateful I have the tools, the emotional tools to work through this. And I thought, wow, like that is exactly right. Life is like that. But to be able to respond with bring it on life, I've got this, that's, that's everything. And I shared with my friend, aren't you so grateful for the you in the past to chose to do the work in the past so you can be resilient and steady in the present? So, so good. Life has been especially lifey for me lately, too. And the sorrow that I feel in my heart is very private. I can't share it with you. And so I started thinking about this idea of emotional honesty. What does it mean to be emotionally honest? And as I share my heart and my sorrow, I'm being emotionally honest. And while that may mean that I just share that my heart hurts, that it's painful, but I also know it's going to be okay because of what I've learned over the years, as I have faced challenge after challenge. And it's why I'm here. And interestingly, things seem to be hitting from all sides. You know, moving is challenging, uprooting ourselves from where we have been familiar and comfortable to a place where we're not as familiar, we're not as comfortable, we're trying to get comfortable, we're trying to find our friends, we're trying to find the people in our new area that will be there for us, that we can engage with, that we can connect with. And then this big challenge hit a couple weeks ago. And then on top of that, over the weekend, I got a few emails from some very triggered people who were obviously in a lot of pain and said some really hateful things to me. Things like, your children who died must be so ashamed of you for asking for money for the services that you provide, basically was the message. And I'm like, no, they're not. I I don't even know how to respond to things like that, honestly. 
I, you're here, you're my friend, I know you are, because you wouldn't be here if you weren't listening to me week after week, sharing my heart. Sometimes life is especially lifey, and sometimes when we're already down, when we're already challenged, new challenges hit us on the side of our head. But what does it mean to be emotionally honest? What is emotional honesty? And I have thought about that a lot, not just this last week, but as I have coached people and they have shared how hard it is for them to share their emotions with the people around them, a lot of times that's because they feel like the people around them don't want to hear about it or they're tired of hearing about it. And then they're going to get a response like, just get over it. It's time to get over it. So they're afraid to share their feelings. They're afraid to be emotionally honest. But emotional honesty is not just about how we talk to the people around us. Emotional honesty also has to do with, are we honest with ourselves? When we're in that place where we don't feel like we can talk to others. First of all, I would advise you to find people that you can talk to. Find those people that are safe to talk to. And it's not the only way, as you know, to move through the emotions. And certainly don't want that to be our only way to move through emotions. Because that's not healthy for us or the people around us, for us to always be depending on other people to carry our burden. But there is solace in having friends and associates who will, who will listen, who will be there for you. And if you don't currently have that person, know that I'm here. This is why I do what I do. I thought long and hard about how did I want to support people? And there are lots of support groups out there. There's a lot of different services in the communities. I know in our community in Salt Lake, there were foundations, there were homes where people could go. They were services. I shouldn't say they were homes. A lot of them were set up in homes, but they were actually places where people could go, where they could bring their kids, where the kids could be around other kids that were grieving, and they could express their sorrow in a safe space. So there's a lot of safe spaces out there. I thought, are there places where people can work one-on-one and can have somebody that can guide them with not counseling, which is somebody processing you, but with tools and a pathway and understanding. When we lack the understanding, it's so hard to be in grief. It's so hard to be in grief. Anyway, I've thought long and hard about the different services that I offer. And I, I know I'm where I'm supposed to be. I know I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. 
but it's still it's still painful when somebody attacks you, when more than one person attacks you, and all of a sudden to receive a couple, two or three emails in a couple of days like that is discouraging. It's discouraging. And yet, I can't focus on that. I focus on the work that I'm offering for the people who are ready. I focus on the miracles that I have seen in the work that I do. So let's get back to talking about emotional honesty, because, you know, I bear my soul every week. And I am just, I'm not special. I'm not I'm not anyone special. I'm just someone who is called to this work. I have become especially sensitive because of the work that I do. I open my heart so that I can receive what is needed in a moment. And because of that sensitivity, it also makes me vulnerable. My sensitivity makes me really good at what I do, but I have to also protect myself. I have to set up emotional and energetic boundaries so that when these things happen, when somebody says something snarky, then I don't have to receive that. Yes, it's shocking and it's surprising, but then I don't have to internalize that and think, well, maybe they're right. Because I am firm in who I am and where I stand, and I'm firm in what I believe, and I'm firm in what God believes about me. And I'm constantly checking in with God. Am I going the right direction? And sometimes I'm not. And I get to make an about face and I get to make changes. That is the nature of life. To just be able to show up today, I have to say, God is so good. And I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. I have I have moments right now where I am deeply sad. And then I get in a meeting with a client or a training that I'm conducting or the coaching calls in the True Hope Club and God shows up for me. And it's not my strength, it's His. And I am so grateful for that. And I was thinking about the song, Brightly Beams Our Father's Mercy. There's a line in that song that says, let the lower lights keep burning. I think that's the way it goes. Yeah, it is. I just was looking it up. It's a song. It's a Protestant hymn about God is our lighthouse. And we are the lower lights. And I never really understood this. But I read about how this hymn came about. And there was a minister who, Protestant preacher, who shared a story about a ship that was trying to get into the Cleveland Harbor. It was a stormy night. They could see the lighthouse, but the lower lights weren't visible. 
and the lower lights are the lights on the shoreline that center the ship. So not only do they know where the shore is, but they know how to enter the harbor so that it's safe. And because they couldn't see, or because the lights weren't on that evening, the ship missed the harbor and crashed. And many people lost their lives because of that. And at the end of his sermon, preacher Dwight Moody said, The master will take care of the great lighthouse. Let us keep the lower lights burning. And then Philip Paul Bliss was inspired by Moody's sermon, and he wrote the hymn, Brightly Beams Our Father's Mercy. Let me just read the first chapter. The first verse to you, not chapter. (laughs) Brightly beams our Father's mercy from the lighthouse evermore. But to us, he gives the keeping of the lights along the shore. Let the lower lights be burning. Send a gleam across the wave. Some poor, fainting, struggling seamen, you may rescue, you may save. We do the best we can. We show up. We show up in emotional honesty with others and with ourselves. And when we can't share our story, when it doesn't feel safe, we're still emotionally honest. And when somebody says, how are you doing? And as you feel is appropriate, because trust yourself, trust your gut. As you feel it's appropriate, share your heart. When you don't feel that's appropriate, it's okay to say, I'm sad but I'm going to be okay. Thanks for asking. And to be honest with the people around you about where you are. Not that you have to share every burden, every detail of your sorrow, but it's okay to be honest. It's also so important for you to be emotionally honest with yourself and check in with yourself every day. How am I doing? What do I need right now to support myself, to help myself through this current challenge? I wake up every morning and ask that question, and some days I do better at supporting myself than others. On good days, I journal a lot. I read my scriptures. I read uplifting literature. I listen to uplifting music to fill the space. And I work through the sadness. I work through the sadness. I work through emptying the sadness, working through what is happening right now, through scribbling, through journaling, through crying, through screaming into a pillow if I need to. (laughs) And then I put the good in. I listen to good music. I read inspiring things. It's so worth the effort. Be emotionally honest with yourself. When you're not sure what all the emotions are, Two things you can do. One, scribbling, you don't even have to know exactly what the emotions are. You might write down a couple things 
on the piece piece of paper, like sad or mad, but you don't have to go into words. You don't have to use words. Sometimes our soul just wants to empty and there's no words for what we're experiencing. And you scribble or you scream into the pillow and you just let that out. You let it out so it doesn't infest your soul. It doesn't infest your being permanently. And sometimes letting it out looks like days and weeks and months. But in the end, I promise you will come out triumphant. I promise. Life can be lifey. Life can be hard. But don't forget to be emotionally honest with yourself. That is the most important thing. You know, I've talked a lot lately about how to build joy. It's not one or the other. It's both. It's emptying the hard and bringing in the good. That is how we build a life we love. Remember, I love you. Take care of yourself. I believe in you. Bye.